This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Okay, welcome to Riley May podcast. This is absolutely surreal to be doing a podcast, particularly on my own, but I am equally just so excited to be back and I'm so excited to be back on this platform. More importantly, I was speaking to a few of my clients last week. I was speaking to friends. I was speaking to T. I was speaking to my podcast manager, Soph. And for me right now, it just doesn't even make sense in my business to not be on this platform and not be utilizing podcasts. I absolutely love having a podcast. I think it is the most incredible platform to connect with the people in my world, but just bring value in a way that I find you can't on platforms like Instagram and Facebook and different things I'm already across. So it feels incredible to be back. I'm equally just sitting here so nervous that no one is going to be speaking back to me in this episode, but at the same time, it's going to be just a really incredible space to connect. And I guess my real reason for starting the podcast podcast back up and in all honesty just for background I was laying in bed it would have been last Thursday and it's Monday for context right now and I was laying in bed and I was thinking to myself like where where am I at and what do I really need right now because in my business I'm truly operating now from a state of overflow and in today's episode we're going to kind of dive into a bit of a recap of 2022 and where I've been and what I've been up to and sort of where I'm at right now and for me I I was laying there and I'm like, I'm in this state of overflow and I know my next thing is having a podcast and bringing back this value because I miss it so much. And I messaged my podcast manager and I was like, what am I doing? I needed a podcast yesterday. So I'm back and I'm so excited to be back. But really my intention for this space and for the podcast is collective growth and rapid expansion. And these two sort of terms have been just going through my mind so much lately. And it's something that I know for me is such a cool value in business, especially the coaching industry. I think when you start to think to collective expansion, it's the term of being in proximity with women who one, expand you, but equally growing together, right? And growing as a collective because what we can do together is so much more than what we can do on our own. And when we actually start to leverage all of our minds and leverage our knowledge and leverage our experiences, so much can can come from that, right? And I think it's so important that we actually start to put ourselves in proximity and make a really conscious decision to do so with people who are going to elevate the frequency of our entire life. And that has been such a massive, massive focus for me at the moment and something that I've been very intentional in cleaning up in my day-to-day, whether that be um, in my personal life or my business or with my clients. There has been so many conversations happening around frequency and energetic capacity and really starting to look at where that is impacting my ability to lead in my business, but equally my ability to lead myself in my life. It's been a very, very powerful shift to make and I'm definitely going to dedicate, I think, an entire episode to energetic capacity, being a neutral leader and all of the things some point um, during the Riley May podcast in this season because it is such an important conversation and I'm so excited to start to dive into all of the things that really have had just such a huge impact on my life and I guess another reason for the podcast is just for me to actually plug into this space and riff on anything that is feeling really um, just true for me at the moment, right? And things that are, you know, coming up in, in my world and I think we all find and 
for any coaches or mentors listening or anyone even in the personal development space, we actually know that the same conversation can come up over and over and over when we're focusing on something particularly. So it's been really cool this week, the conversations that have been coming up and it's only Monday and I've had the same conversation a few times this morning already and I'm going to be bringing that in today because I'm feeling passionate about it and I want to riff on all things um, that are true for me in the moment. So you really are just getting my real-time thoughts. So whether you're watching this, whether you're listening to this, whether you're in the car, on a walk, whatever it may be, I hope you enjoy today's episode. It's going to be a good one and we're going to start just sort of recapping and reflecting on what has been 2022 for me so far. And I just cannot believe it's what's the date now, like the 21st of November in 2022, which is just crazy. So I'm going to update you on where I'm at at the moment. But for me, the biggest thing this year and even in reflection has just been like the evolution of the human that I am. And it sounds cheesy. I think we hear it all the time. But honestly, I was reflecting on sort of who I was at the beginning of this year and who I am now. And there has been just such an evident shift in my ability to lead myself and my ability to lead my clients. But there has been so many things that have actually um, had to fall into place and decisions I've had to make in order for that to be my reality. And that's been massive, like absolutely massive just to see and to witness and um, to even just reflect on (laughs) what I've had to do in order to be here and for context this year I've invested I believe over I would say now up to probably around $150,000 in either personal development coaching or mentorship for myself and it's funny because if you had told me that at even the beginning of 2021 in no way would I ever believe that was even a possibility or something that I would feel safe to do and the level of safety I feel in my body now is insane. Like I honestly can't even begin to tell you how safe I feel in my body. And that has come with so many conscious decisions that have happened this year. And honestly, mentorship and just being in proximity with so many incredible women who have just expanded me in ways I can't I can't even begin to put into words. It's actually insane. But I know for the women listening, like you just know if you've been in proximity with people before who you know expand you, you know the impact that has. And I can wholeheartedly say that this year, just witnessing my own expansion and witnessing what has moved for me has really come down to the choices I've made and the fact that I have said yes to myself over and over and over and over. And the last few weeks and even months, you know, there's been things this year that have been really, really testing. If I think back to even January, I made the decision to invest in a mentor that I knew I needed to work with for a really long time. And when I made that decision, it never felt so just clean and safe in my body. And when I did that, things really started to move. And I think it was our first container from, it would have been Jan to around March, where the focus was very much on strategy and the focus was very much on cleaning up sort of basic mindset things, I would say in a sense, and and really starting to, to look at where I was actually moving in business and what my intention was. And at that stage, I was actually still, I was still doing online coaching for fitness and I was still um, in the mindset space. But at that point, I was really looking to move more so into mindset with the goal of being a business coach down the track. But in my mind at that time, I remember saying to my mentor, I'll be a business coach like way down the track and maybe it'll take me two years, maybe it'll um, take me three years. But within, I believe, 
three or four months, I was only business coaching. I had already moved out of mindset and out of fitness and what I'm now sitting in and just the reality that I'm sitting in is wild, like absolutely wild. And in reflection, that has all moved quote unquote very fast. But at the same time, I have been so incredibly intentional with making sure I actually moved in accordance to what I know I had to do to land in the position I am today. And I think that's a huge thing. And it's a huge conversation that, you know, a lot of coaches and mentors have. But truly, when you're starting your journey, or if you're someone in business right now, it is so important that you are doing what's required of you to move. And I think we hear that a lot, but it's really zooming out and looking at where you're at in business right now, what's required of you, you know, moving into your next level, and what's really going to create momentum within your business at that stage. Now, Now, for me, it goes without saying that cultivating just unwavering self-trust is such a huge conversation. I have masterclasses dedicated to it. I've got courses. I've got so many things dedicated to self-trust, but it truly is when I, when I zoom out from everything, right? And I broaden my perspective, self-trust is truly the key to moving within your business, right? Because if you don't trust yourself, you're never going to feel fully congruent or in integrity, right? With what it is that you're doing. And if you don't trust yourself, right? You can't really expect anyone else to trust you either. And especially paying clients. So as coaches, as business owners, as as mentors, as leaders, it is so important that we work on the relationship with self first. And that's been a massive lesson for me this year. And, you know, I've been doing personal development now for years and years and years and arguably, you know, since I left high school, which was four years ago now. And what I've learned during that time has been profound, but I have done the work. Like I've truly done the work. And I think at times it's easy, um, even for me to sit in the reality that I'm sitting in and bypass what I've actually had to do to land in this position. And the biggest conversation that I want to just focus on today and, and have, and it's something that we've been speaking to this morning, you know, well, myself with clients and whatnot, is the conversation around luck right? And actually saying that, you know, certain people are lucky for being in the position they are, or they're lucky um, that they're successful, or luck is what kind of moved them from A to B, without actually looking at what that person had to do in order to move from A to B, right? Because for me, for as long as we call someone lucky, you get to bypass looking at what that person had to do in order to land in the position they are today, right? And you also create further separation when someone else is lucky because for as long as they're lucky, you don't have to move and you don't actually have to be expanded by what they've done because if that person's lucky, you're essentially suggesting that their success is a product of chance and not a product of them making very intentional decisions to put them in the position they are today. Now, when I reflect on even my own journey and where (laughs) I've had to, you know, potentially hold projections along the way, which is a very, I believe normal part of business there's been so many times where people have doubted me right and I think that's a very common thing that so many of us experience but there's been so many times where people have doubted me and I've had to cultivate that self-trust to to keep moving forward right and to trust myself when no one else did because when you master the relationship with self you master everything. That is my core belief. When you master your relationship with self, you master everything because nothing can rock you when you know you have safety in your body. 
And I know for certain I have landed in a position now where when I come back to my mind, when I come back to my body, it is a very safe place for me to be and leading in business and having a business being able to establish and create that level of safety in your body is arguably the core thing that you need to do. And that's where mentorship, personal development, and actually doing the work and beyond even doing the work, it's being the work, right? Because it's one thing to say that you're doing the work and you're making the moves and you're investing in containers and you've got the coach and all of the things. But if you're not actually being the work and more importantly, being the embodiment of the work, it's only ever going to take you so far. So even for me in this podcast right now, and I think about this in all the work I do, everything that flows from me, it's a transmission of it flowing through me, right? Not from me. So it's not a matter of me um, regurgitating information or just hearing something one time and then going from there. It's me actually being the embodiment of what it is that I'm speaking to, which is going to create so much safety for me and what I'm teaching and what I'm doing with my clients, because I know that nothing I'm saying is isn't true, right? And nothing I'm saying isn't honest because if I can't be the embodiment of what I teach, I'm never going to feel congruent within my business. And this comes back to the luck piece where it's so easy to call someone lucky, right? It's so convenient for you to call someone lucky when they've achieved success or they've done things that potentially, you know, you want to do. But I would even say that if you believe someone is lucky for being in a position they are today, it's probably because you don't fully give yourself permission to have the same desires or do the things that they're doing, right? It's easier and it's convenient to call it luck. And I've experienced this on so many levels where I can think back to even, you know, six or seven years ago when I was coaching um, like young kids at at a place I used to coach at and a few different things. And I was speaking to um, some of the men there about what my desires were and what I wanted to do. And and at that stage, it was, I want to have my own PT business and I want to work with clients and I want to run group programs. And it was very much um, along the lines of, of that at the time, because I would have been I would say maybe 16 or 17 at the time. And I clearly remember them saying, you're never going to make it in an industry that's saturated. You're never going to make it because you're young and you're a girl. You're never going to make it because you're saturated. You're never going to make it because um, there's too many people in the industry. There was so many things that came up and I remember it very clearly. And I can even remember um, and recall the exact situations I were in with quite a few different people. And they were actually all men at that time in my life telling me um, these things as well. And, And men that weren't even in my close proximity, right? So it was very much projections from even bosses and different people in my life. And I wholeheartedly knew that I was going to do the thing. And the reason I knew that is because at every single level and stage in business so far, I am wholeheartedly committed to doing what's required of me. Right, I'm wholeheartedly committed. And I know that can sound very easy to say, right? It can sound very easy, but that doesn't come without sacrifice and it doesn't come without a level of resilience and grit where it's like, I know that moving the needle in my business right now or creating success or building wealth or getting clients or creating impact is going to require something of me. But at every stage in my business, I've met myself in what's required of me. And far too often, I see women moving in 
to the coaching industry. Now, this isn't at all to shame anyone and I'm not in the business of shaming anyone's processes, but it's just a process of checking in with yourself where you're like, oh, have I potentially moved into this industry um, and had some level of expectation about the way things should go, right? Because it's so easy to picture or just even see people that you potentially pedestal or people that have been in the industry a long time or already built the wealth or the success or the whatever and think that it's somewhat easy, right? And you almost want to be a carbon copy of what they're doing, right? In terms of their processes and their systems and the way they lead themselves because you see it working for them. But this is where we have to just come back to checking in with, okay, if that's working for them and they're four years into business and they've already built the community and they've done all of the things, what potentially is going to be required of me in the early stages in order for me to leverage what I'm going to build in order to get to that level, right? And that's the difference because if we're constantly coming in and just trying to do what everyone else is doing, there's going to be a level where that just doesn't work, right? And it doesn't work because it's not relevant to where you're at right now and what's required of you moving forward. So for me, this is more of like a data collection, right? And self-inquiry process where it's like, oh, what potentially do I need to do right now in my business? And what potentially is going to move the needle in my business right now? Because when we come back to being a carbon copy somewhat, but, but not even that, right? It's just doing things that you think you should be doing in order to move in business. What can happen is we start to move into the energy of things not working because potentially we're not doing what we really need to be doing at that stage. And then we call luck right? And then we presume that everyone above us or everyone who's been there and done the thing just got lucky because what you're trying to do isn't working for you. And therefore everyone that it did work for must just be lucky. So we can see in that, that already there's a pedestal that you start to create, right? Where it's like, well, if I'm here and I'm moving in and I'm trying to do what these people are doing, that there has to be separation, right? Because if it worked for them and it's not working for me, they have to be lucky. And therefore you create further separation by actually calling them lucky and almost just giving them the label of luck, right? Because it's convenient for you instead of actually looking at potentially what needs to move and what is absolutely going to create momentum for you based on where you're at in business. So an example of this could be, you know, you're starting your business right now and you see that higher level coaches or coaches that have been in the industry a longer time aren't doing free programs or potentially they don't need to sell their one-to-ones or maybe people are coming into their group programs with um, somewhat ease and flow, right? Where they're not jumping on their stories and they're not selling daily or they're not doing lives or they're not creating free free um, like value and posts and programs and whatever and that's perfect but in the early stages you probably missed the stage where they were doing all of those things right so for you it's like how can I actually look at what I need to do right now to to build that community establish that like know and trust with my community in order to leverage and to grow because that is the biggest thing that I feel a lot of people overlook and then feel like they aren't creating momentum or they aren't building success when in actual fact they are it's just taking a step back and looking at what you need to do in that moment in order to leverage that, right? Which is so, so important. I, I can't even speak to that enough, but I think that's almost an episode of its own because there is so many things that, and it's so multifaceted. But even in the luck piece, I was kind of reflecting on it this morning and I'm like, wow, you know, no one called me lucky when I had $300 and I was trying to build a PT business. And no one called me lucky when clients weren't re-signing and no one called me lucky when I 
I had to invest 20k into my first coaching container and no one called me lucky when um, people were cancelling on me but all of a sudden I hear the word thrown around now that I'm doing bigger months and I'm building wealth and I have success and, and people do move into my world with somewhat ease and flow where it's somewhat convenient now to pretend that I've been lucky and bypass what's actually had to happen in order for me to be in that position now. So it's like, am I lucky or did I invest $150,000 into mentorship and personal development? Am I lucky or did I commit wholeheartedly to establishing the most optimal mindset for myself in order for me to cultivate that safety and that trust for both myself and my clients in our evolution? And am I lucky or did I actually just do what was required of me in order to move and create this and make this my reality? Because in all honesty, I'm at a stage now in business where things are moving quite rapidly and the growth that I've experienced in the last, what are we up to, up to November? So the last five months, and I'm kind of speaking in financial years here, um, compared to the previous has been exponential. Like things things are moving, right, from a financial standpoint, but equally I'm creating more impact. I've got more eyes on my world. I've got more women in my world, which is absolutely incredible. And I just feel so grateful to myself but past versions of me for doing everything that I knew I needed to do to be in this position now and the impact that I'm able to have now is insane for example I'm running a masterclass. I'm not sure when this podcast will come out but this Friday and there's nearly 400 women inside and and that just feels incredible and it's a free masterclass and the conversation is going to be just absolutely insane. I actually did a little bit of copy for it last night and I'm like, wow, the impact that that's going to have is incredible. And this is me now operating from the state of overflow where I'm like, wow, I get to have this conversation with 400 like-minded women who just want to be in capacity with someone and women more importantly that are going to expand them, hence the collective growth, right? So this is my why now and this is what I'm really coming back to, but it's so important to just zoom out and look at where potentially you're creating this um, hierarchy that doesn't exist in order for you to stay put exactly where you are and stay within the comfort zone that you've created for yourself. So if you chose to look at what potentially I've done and let that expand you, you're going to elevate to a whole new frequency, right? You're going to meet yourself in that and actually start to create momentum. But if you choose to see that as me being lucky, you stay stuck and stagnant in where you are because you're creating that separation, right? So for you, it's making a very conscious choice to choose elevation, to choose a higher frequency and to choose to allow things in your life and potentially people that are doing the thing or have done the thing before you to actually expand you, right? And that is the vibe of collective um, collective expansion where you're no longer letting people pull you out of a frequency who are doing better than you. You're actually letting that be an expander for you. And that is such a powerful tool. And, and even this year, I've been in two masterminds minds. I've currently signed up for another two masterminds come next year. And, and of course I have my one-to-one mentor, but for me, the power of being in proximity with women who are doing the same things, have the same goals, have the same desires, and, and are actually having the same conversations is next level expansion, like absolute next, next level expansion. And 
you really you can't make up what you feel being in those containers and you can't make up the elevation that occurs for every single person in there because when you're a fly on the wall to conversations that you otherwise wouldn't have things have to move within your business right and it's a very conscious choice again to actually receive information or hear thought-provoking things or um, be around you know, women that are in that elevated frequency and move with that or stay stuck and stagnant in where you currently are. So for me, when I look at what I've had to do this year in order to land in the position I am, it's been a very conscious choice over and over and over and over to push an edge, right? And to actually elevate to that next level because I've always moved before I'm ready. And I think, and again, I feel this is a different conversation, but I think right now what can typically happen, especially moving into um, the industry or when you get to new levels within your business, you start to get a bit stuck with like, oh, what's my, what's my stretchy point, right? What's going to expand me? What's not going to expand me? Because there is a huge difference um, about entering containers, right? Whether it be masterminds, masterclasses, um, one-to-one mentorship, whatever it may be to expand you versus you. And if we start to look at what um, expansion versus saving even means, to me, when I look at what my process is, more importantly, when it comes to investing in a mentorship, in a mastermind, in whatever, I actually have this process with myself where I'm like, am I moving into this to expand me or am I moving into this to save me? because there is a massive difference between the two. You should always move from an empowered state that is moving to expand and not to save because if we move into an investment to save us, we're going to naturally be very attached to the outcome of that container and somewhat project on the coach, the human, the container, the person, the content when things don't go the way we want them to go, right? And that is because we're outsourcing our power in that. And when it comes to investments, You always want to be in an empowered state when you are investing. So it's actually calling a higher version of you and you're meeting yourself in that investment, right? You're not in there because you unconsciously just want that to save you from doing whatever it is you're potentially avoiding doing. So when investing, just make sure it's an expansive decision. Make sure it's coming from an empowered state where yes, potentially it's pushing an edge. And and when I think about pushing an edge with investing, right? Because again, what once was stretchy for me felt like a 5k investment. What now feels stretchy for me um, can be 30, 40, 50k investments, right? Where it's very normalized my body to spend that money now, but an edge could be more than that. So when I think to investments and when I'm having that process internally, I think about almost being on a cliff, right? And being over the water where I'm like, okay, an edge is me standing on the edge of this cliff and looking down at what's about to happen right? Where I'm like, I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, this is an edge. Like it's somewhat wobbly, but I can equally see what I'm about to dive into. And it's incredible and it's amazing and it's expansive and it's all of the things. Yet my comfort zone is taking three steps back, but I know I can meet myself at at this edge because I'm not going to fall if I move, right? I'm not going to fall if I pull the trigger and invest in this thing. What isn't safe is when you just dive headfirst, right? Over the cliff and, and into the water, when you know it's actually not going to be a safe decision for you. So this is where it's just accessing discernment in what feels good for you, what doesn't feel good for you. And the process is checking in with your body, right? Because your body keeps score. And I think when we start to outsource our power or we start to potentially, you know, let things external of us dictate the pace we move in either our life or our business, we lose touch with what our body is actually trying to tell us. Now, you might hear in my voice, but I'm a little bit sick this week. And it's really interesting 
interesting that I was just thinking about this in the car driving here where I'm like, wow, last week I pushed my edges. Now, not in terms of investments per se, but in terms of my energy, in terms of my time, in terms of the space that I typically require and what I was actually wanting from my body. And I've gotten sick, right? Body keeps score where it's like, I can reflect now and be like, oh, I can see that my body's having a response to what wasn't actually optimal for me last week. And the same goes for investments where if you're making an investment and you almost feel sick to your stomach and you don't feel safe, That's not going to be expansive for you versus investing and being like, oh my goodness, that was an edge and I can't believe I did that. But equally, I am so incredibly excited to experience this next level. And I know that I am safe in making that decision because I know that this decision and this this investment is actually elevating me. Like I'm rising to this and I'm not letting it actually impact me negatively, right? And then shaming myself for that process. So there's so many moving pieces in that. But ultimately for me right now and just the catalyst of this conversation, it's just looking at where right now you're potentially deeming other people as lucky or as somewhat fortunate and just remembering that the reason we do that is to actually create that separation and to stop ourselves from actually moving where if you look out and just let that person for a second expand you and get curious with what potentially you could do in this moment that's going to elevate you and actually create that momentum, things are going to start moving in your business. I can absolutely guarantee it. And and more importantly, move in your life, right? Because everything has this like beautiful flow on effect in business. And this year it's been such a huge focus of mine to create and establish a mindset that is unfuckable (laughs) in the nicest way possible. I know my mind is unfuckable where now if things happen in my life or I'm holding projections or, um, I'm receiving judgment or something's happening in my world, I know I actually can let that fall back on the human and I can continue to move and continue to lead because what is so important for me now based on where I'm at is creating safety in my expansion, safety in my evolution, but equally safety for my clients, right? And that is my number one priority where if my mind isn't safe for me, it can't be safe for me to hold anyone else. And I'm so hypervigilant to ensuring that my mindset is optimal. And and that is why I continue to invest. It's why I continue to lead and hold myself to a very high standard because I want my mind to be optimal, right? And I want to be operating at an optimal frequency. And I truly am at a level now where if something's going to pull me out of an optimal frequency, I'm actually not available for that thing. And I'm not open to entertaining it anymore because that has a bigger effect than I even know and what typically we even realize for ourselves, but it's, it's coming back to, you know, even transcending boundaries and just having standards for yourself in your life where this is the standard that I am at and I am committed to operating at this standard and actually doing again what's required of me at every level to uphold that standard for both myself and my clients. Because if women are moving into my world for me to be an expander for them, that, that comes with responsibility, right? That comes with a duty of care where I don't get to have people moving in my space when I'm not prioritizing myself, right? I don't get to have women coming to me for advice and support and and expansion and all of the things when I'm not being that for myself. And I can wholeheartedly say right now in my life, I am an expander for myself. And that's a really, really powerful thing to land in where I just know that I actually don't need to look external for me for validation. I don't need to look external of me for support. I just get to, right? I have a mentor because I want her support. I be in masterminds because I want that collective expansion. And that's the reason that, um, 
you know, I move the way I do and I operate the way I do now where it's, it's just a choice and I choose elevation, right? And I choose to be expanded because I know that in order for things to move, I have to move. And take with that whatever you will, but start to think in your own life even where right now am I expecting things to move when I'm not actually moving? Because once you anchor into that, you'll have the answer, right? You'll have the answer to what your next step is and you'll have the answer to what it is um, that is your next level and it is your next move. And I truly believe that your life is an accumulation of the choices you make. And I think it's something that when you anchor back into that, It's taking radical responsibility, right, of the decisions that you make, of the choices you make and the byproduct of that because you ultimately have power and control over your life and it's actually cultivating that, right? It's taking that responsibility back where it's like, I am the only person who can control me and if you are not choosing to expand and to elevate your relationship with self and your relationship um, with your body and even your mindset, there's probably going to be a level of resistance in your life that keeps holding you back. So it's very much getting intentional with what is required of you now and what that's going to look like in your next level. But it's so powerful and it's just been such a huge lesson for me this year, such a huge, huge lesson. And it's been incredible to anchor into. And now, like I said, the safety I feel in my body is insane like it's genuinely insane and I am so proud of myself like I'm genuinely so proud of myself for actually cultivating that level of safety and putting myself in a position and making hard and stretchy choices at time to to ensure that I actually am establishing that for myself because I know that me doing the work has and me being the work has a massive flow and effect with not only the people in my immediate life, but my clients and the people in their lives and so on and so forth. And this is where as coaches, mentors, leaders, and all the things, again, we actually get to take responsibility for the fact that this work that we do on ourselves goes so much deeper than ourselves. And when you realize that, it's it's just a whole new level of elevation and commitment, right? Commitment to yourself, commitment to this work, commitment to being the embodiment of this work and commitment to experiencing that collective expansion because it truly is that. But that is today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed when I get in my riff, I'm riffing and I'm just going for it, but I am so excited to have this podcast and I'm so excited to connect with you all in this way. I feel like, again, it's been such a long time coming, but being able to experience just conversations that elevate you and be around people that elevate you is such a powerful thing. And I hope when you leave these episodes and when you leave these conversations, you just leave with a broader perspective and you lead with different um, thoughts and perspectives and opinions and things that you can adopt and integrate within your own life and yeah that is my intention for this space so I will be back in your ears every fortnight but thank you so much for tuning in or watching or listening wherever you are and I will see you guys in a fortnight